This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Atlanta, the moment you wait for all week. Your chance to get informed, entertained, and occasionally outraged. Welcome to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. And I welcome you aboard the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process, you're going to need a loan that fits your life. And that's where my friends at Rocket Mortgage are waiting to help. Rocket can. Trust them to help you. As we get begin the... Uh, this edition of the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for getting on aboard early in the morning time. I've already got Anthony Pierno on edge at the beginning of the show, which is always good. That means he's going to be spirited. That means he's going to have hot sports opinions to share with you. I mean, it's good. when I throw at you the, the what, what got Anthony so incensed before the show today, uh, it will be uh, we're going to have some fun on the show today. So wait for that. Wait for that. I was instigating a little bit today. I was laying the cheese. There are times where you can draw people off sides, and it's very easy to do so. I'll be doing that a lot today. I can just tell you right off the bat. Let's begin. How'd you enjoy college football yesterday? How'd you enjoy it? Did you like watching the games? Did you enjoy seeing your favorite teams in action? There were a lot of cancellations going into the weekend. But there was a lot of college football to watch. It's pretty exciting. Was, I mean, look, I, I didn't think it was the greatest slate of games that I've ever seen. And a lot of A-list programs were out of the mix. I saw Florida putting on a show. I still think their defense is vulnerable. I saw Notre Dame avoiding an upset, making sure that they played well enough to avoid an upset, and I think that's impressive. Miami survives a mediocre Virginia Tech team. Miami is, you can't spell underwhelming without the U. Indiana impressed me yesterday afternoon as I was doing some tasks around the place. I didn't get to see much of Oregon and Florida State, but let, let's, just, let's just start out this way. It was fun. And we all embrace the fact that, yeah, it was fun. It was great to see college football yesterday. That's exciting. Who wouldn't have a great time? Watching college football. Well, a lot of people that cover college football. And I'm not trying to single out one person, but I did answer a tweet yesterday morning that uh, Heather Dinich put out. 
from ESPN, who, by the way, I admire her work, and she does a good job. But Heather puts out a tweet in the morning. I hope you count on me to give it to you straight. Here it is. This, uh, it was, I'm sorry, this is Friday afternoon, the uh, tweet. Actually, I'm looking at the timeline on it. I hope you count on me to give it to you straight. Here it is. This week sucked for college football. Really? So on the eve of the weekend's games, you cover college football for a living. And it was really important to you to be like, you know, I just got to be honest with you. Can I, can I share it with you, audience? Let me be honest with you. This week really sucked for college football. I don't know. I, I, I personally enjoyed yesterday very, very much. I believe the vast majority of you enjoyed it very much, too. Were you thinking about the 15 games that were canceled? Or were you thinking about the hundreds of games that were played? So I answered the tweet yesterday, quote tweeted, and I said, you know what would really suck? Because she said it sucked for college football. I said, you know what would really suck? Just canceling everything and giving up. Like people told us the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball should have. They were mocked, they tried, they succeeded. Yes, we can. I think, Heather, I think that's what would have sucked. If people went, oh my gosh, we've got positive tests! Positive tests! Positive tests! Positive tests! <laughs> Again, yes. <laughs> we're, now, we're now back to this. Yep. We're now back to this. We're now back on this bandwagon. Keith Olbermann and Buster Olney and them were saying, wait a minute, we got extra, we got another life. Wait a minute, someone's bringing this back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously. That's what would have sucked. Saying, yes, it sucks. Whenever you miss a game, it sucks. And what did we know going into the year? We knew there were going to be bumps in the road. I, I, I think anybody with any modicum of intelligence knew there were going to be bumps in the road. They knew there were going to be times where there were going to be positive tests. Oh, my gosh. Positive tests. And again, I'll just lean on Bleacher Report and other media outlets that have reported. You know, the, the amount of college football players who have tested positive and returned to play this year is now over 99%. Now, 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 wouldn't that, that, that doesn't, doesn't that seem strange to you? Doesn't that seem strange to you? So we're talking about 99% of players right now on average. So we're talking about all around college football. Not one program. College football player tests positive. Positive test. Vast majority. The numbers that were quoted last weekend were over 80%. Vast majority asymptomatic carriers. And the amount that have had to opt out or decided to opt out that tested positive, eh, we're talking less than one out of every hundred. And we don't have any these tragic stories that everybody was telling. How many people have to die for you to have your college football? I know that was the storyline, too. How many people have to die? For you to enjoy your college football. Is it worth it to you? 
Are you enjoying it? That was the angle that they were trying to peddle before. Then you've got the Washington Post. Casual American life, dinner parties and game nights are fueling the coronavirus surge. Okay. So there we go again. Here we go again. This is being small private social gatherings behind closed doors are creating this pandemic fan, uh, f- uh, fatigue. Okay. What does behind closed... Anthony, what does behind closed doors mean to you? Behind closed doors. So when something's going on behind closed doors, what does that, even that connotation of somebody writing that mean? Secret. Correct. So the Washington Post, in case you don't know, the Washington Post in this uh, piece by Karen Brulliard wrote it. Or Karen, I can't tell, K-A-R-I-N, it may be Karen. Uh, Karen Brulliard, it's the uh, pr- dinner parties and game nights are fueling the coronavirus surge. People getting together to watch sports and having dinner parties is what's fueling this behind closed doors. Uh... Washington Post, can I ask you a question? And I'm just going back to my journalistic education that I received at Temple University, a fine school. Fine, fine school. Uh, where are your facts on this? Behind closed doors, are you, does the Washington Post have a camera in my new condo? They got, do, they have a, do, they have a, do they have cameras in there? In the hallway? Are they behind my closed doors? Oh, they're just speculating. Oh, okay. They're just speculating. Okay, so they're speculating that that's the reason. So it's social gatherings and watching sports. It's not like large gatherings like in the streets that have been occurring since this past spring. By the way, as we saw yesterday, it's not a political statement because both sides of the fence are doing it in extreme numbers. Thinking that in the midst of a global pandemic, it's okay to be shoulder to shoulder in the streets. And then each side says, well, our people are wearing masks. You people sound like idiots. That's all I'm going to tell you. You sound like idiots. You sound like idiots. Well, when our side goes out in the streets and we have thousands of people shoulder to shoulder in close quarters during a pandemic, we're wearing masks. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, sure you are. Sure. Sure you are. Yeah, sure you are. In other words, it's People getting together to watch football and people going over to other people's apartments for dinner. That is what's causing this surge. Not the fact that we've had thousands of people in the streets the last two weeks. That's not causing the surge. We can't say that. We have to say it's you sports people that are doing it. It's you getting together to watch the jet game, Anthony, with your buddies. It's you. Or it's you six people who get together on Monday night and watch The Bachelorette. You went to your friend Susie's apartment, opened up a bottle of wine, watched The Bachelorette, and you are to blame. You're the ones to blame. It's not the thousands of people on the streets, shoulder to shoulder, that I've seen all over the political spectrum, by the way. People doing this in the midst of a global pandemic. No, we're not going to blame it on that. We're going to blame it on you. You, getting together and watching that Cowboys game last weekend. You had five of your buddies over, and you ordered takeout, and you drank beer, and people were on the couch, and some of you were breaking wind. You're to blame. You're to blame. It's sports. It's watching sports that's to blame. I'm freaking tired of it. 
I'm freaking tired of it. Because there's no logic to it. There's no logic to the coverage. There is no logic to the discussions. None at all. None at all. And many are afraid to speak. I've got a voice. I'm not afraid to speak. Be fair. Be smart. And more importantly, be intelligent. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors at people's apartments. You most certainly know what goes on in the midst of the streets of America in almost every major city in the past two weeks. And whether you are right wing or left wing or whatever labels you want to put on people, there have been thousands of people congregating all spring and summer long and even into the fall now. That have been shoulder to shoulder. Don't tell, oh, well, they're wearing masks. So um, our side wears masks. It's that side that doesn't. That kind of garbage goes on. Enough of this crap where, oh, people are, people are getting together to watch sports. <gasps> oh, my gosh. People are getting together to watch sports. That's what's causing the rise of the pandemic. Shut up. Shut up, Washington Post. Shut up. That small dinner party. It's fueling the coronavirus rate. Not the, not the thousands of people in the streets next to each other roaming the streets. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. It's not them. No, no. Those, those people aren't, they're not fueling the surge at all. It's you getting together this afternoon with four of your buddies to watch the Kansas City Chiefs game. That, you're to blame. You're to blame. My gosh, it's so stupid. I shouldn't even have to talk about this. It's so stupid. Yet I have to. Because you know why I have to? Because there are so many in my industry and otherwise that won't. That won't speak up. They won't dare say it. For whatever reason, they won't dare say it. And right now, There's a reason we don't have thousands upon thousands of people pouring into uh, Lincoln Financial Field or MetLife Stadium. Or we didn't have thousands upon thousands of people pouring in to Dodger Stadium to see the Dodgers win a championship or pouring into Staples to go see the Lakers win a title. There's a reason we aren't doing that. And there's a reason we're not doing that because there's a global pandemic. And guess what? I absolutely embrace the idea of limiting sizes of crowds and doing the smart things and trying to do what seems prudent. But if you're going to ignore the most obvious, blatant violations of common sense during a pandemic, I'm not going to shut up about it. And as you can tell, just from the last week, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on because everybody's very concerned about that. Well, let's put the quotes on it. Are you right wing or are you left wing? It doesn't matter because we've got morons that will go thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in the streets. And we've had this going on for months. There are your super spreading events. Those are it. It's not a dinner party, Washington Post, of six people having dinner together. It's not four guys getting together to watch their favorite college football team. Yet you will write columns about it. Trying to skew an argument which makes zero sense. And for God's sake, I don't know why so many in our industry are afraid to find their voice and speak logic. I don't understand it. But I'm tired of it. For one, I'm tired of it. 
I'm planning mom's funeral for next Saturday, so maybe I'm a little on edge. Maybe I've been locally unemployed for too long, so I'm just getting a little edgy to get back to work. God knows if I'll get back to work anytime soon. <laughs> Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Sponsored by Geico. You know, whether you rent or whether you own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Whether you're, you know that having a home can be hard work. You got a lot of things you got to be looking out for. So get a quote at Geico.com because they are going to make it easy for you. Anthony Pierno has your day in college football covered with the fallout around one hour from now. You want to make sure you're here for that because it is the most comprehensive run through the day in college football in case you missed it. Heather Dinich, I'm, I hope you're going to be listening. We found it really great. Nothing sucked about it. You know, it, it, was a, it was a really fun week. So many different storylines that were really, really fun. All right, coming up. It is a Sunday at the Masters in November, and that's supposed to mean something really special. But this guy, well, he sort of ruined the party. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. show for those who choose to live their sports life with a positive outlook. Let's get back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm glad that uh, you're always a part of the show, our fine network affiliates, which I really appreciate. We kicked some real butt. We kicked some real butt in uh, 2020 during the midst of the pandemic. So many of our great local affiliates, I'm so proud of it. So proud of the show, so proud of the network, so proud of what we've been doing. I'm proud of you because you're the people who make it happen. Listening on SiriusXM 206, the Radio.com app. Whatever way you consume the show, we really appreciate it. Remember, if you ever wake up late, you can rewind from the Radio.com app and listen to your favorite shows and listen to them from the beginning. I just, I, I, I've said it before, and I say it every time I speak to young kids who want to get into the media. And uh, I do it when I speak to college guys and girls that want to get into the media. I always tell them, it's become corrupt. It's become corrupt. And if you think that there's a media outlet that isn't, (laughs) that's the part that always makes me laugh. (laughs) They're like... Well, I watch, I, you know, those people, they're, they're totally corrupt. So what do you, I'll be like, what do you watch? Oh, I watch the, the oh, I'm like, oh, okay. So they're not, they're not, ooh, delicious. delicious. So they're corrupt. Yeah, they're corrupt. But my, pe- the people who give me my news, they're not. Or sports news. I mean, come on. Let's just have honest conversations here. And before I get to the phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. I will tell you this, in all the years I've watched the Masters, and I am a huge Masters fan, and obviously being down here in Georgia, I've gotten to attend the Masters many, many times. In fact, I'm missing my trip this year very much. But Dustin Johnson yesterday put on such a show, a tradition like no other, friends. Yes, sir. It was amazing. That was an as efficient around as I've ever seen someone executed the Masters. It was an absolute pleasure to watch. But in its simplicity and in its efficiency, it was actually boring. 
And no, I don't care that it was boring because I'm going to watch every minute of it. I love it. Absolutely love it. There's nothing like it. And for those of you who have never gone, believe me, once we get done with pandemic 2020, hopefully not far into 2021, I hope you make that trip, make that journey someday, whatever it takes you to do it, because it is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. But Dustin Johnson yesterday, that was the best round, best single round I've ever seen executed at the Masters. Best single round ever. He's tied the 54-hole record. He's got himself a four-stroke lead. It appears, the way he played yesterday, it appears that the lead would be almost uh, impossible to catch, but you never want to say that, especially on the back nine on a Sunday afternoon or an early Sunday afternoon. But enjoy the Masters today. And uh, Dustin Johnson made it a bit of a Sunday snore fest, though. But enjoy the view. Enjoy the colors. The colors are beautiful. There's something inspirational about that place. And for those of you who've never been, absolutely amazing. And if you email me off the air, I can help you uh, work your... I can tell you how you do it. I can tell you how you do it. The one thing I will not be able to tell you, though, is apartments or housing or whatever like that. Because that is a absolute pain in the butt. So just prepare that you're going to stay 60, 70 miles away and drive in. It's not a problem. It's a straight shot. It's easy, and you'll have a great time. All right. 855-212-4CBS. Paul in Chicago joins us. Good morning, Paul. How are you this morning? Hey, John. God bless you. God bless your mom. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I can hear the angst in your voice. That's what prompted (laughs) my call. You asked why this is happening. So I I know it's not a political show, even though I agree. Don't do that. Yes. Yeah, don't do that. I don't want politics on it. Um. They're trying to destroy these cities, right? They're trying to make you Who? learn that you don't need the left. They're trying oh. to make you lo- learn that you don't need the things that have shown, given you enjoyment for all these years. Well, I, 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 and I appreciate your call. I don't want to, I'm not getting, you're not, this isn't political because if you saw yesterday in D.C., there was, it's a, look, they, I hate the they crap. Paul, I'm going to tell you, I hate the they crap. Because it's all political slants, all races, colors, and creeds, all people who decide how they want to protect their community versus coronavirus and spreading events. It's not a they thing because there are humongous violations made on both sides of the political divide. And I hate that we even talk about it and I don't talk about it. I don't want it. I don't want that because There's absolutely no way to blame one side. Don't blame one side. David in Green Bay joins us. David, good morning. You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you this morning? Good morning, John. Love your show. Thank you, buddy. One of the most intelligent, uh, provocative guys I've heard on radio. Been on your show a couple of times. I always hold back. Today, got to respond, not political, but got to respond because it's sports-orientated, not political. That's what I want to okay. hear. You got a wonderful daughter that we hear all about. Love the Olivia story. She's picking colleges, God forbid. That, and I know this is rhetorical. I'm going to make a statement. Please do it. Give me 90 seconds without interrupting me, okay? Because well, you're not going to get 90, so get quicker to that's, it. Here. Okay, get quicker to it. Here you go. Okay, you would never, as a father, do anything ever to hurt your child, as we hope any parent would never do. We watch sport, and we see things that are going on across the sports landscape 
Notre Dame, Clemson, victory, all these thousands of people. Great. They love it. It's a great thing. We would have done it in our day. These kids that are coming home, I'm 60. You're close to it. We don't know how it goes. I'm not here to preach about what or how you do anything, but the real real thing is is that anybody that's going to put themselves or their family or generational people in a deficit is wrong. And if sports play into that, we have to at least account that as a possible problem. So from a sports standpoint, you know, fair enough. I got it. But, John, please. <laughs> I love you. Go on. Stop. Finish Finish up. No, look, because, David, what I'm going to tell you is, is that, again, if you're not, if, if you see that and appreciate your call, if you think that, you think Notre Dame and Clemson and everybody else, you think that's the problem, I'm going to tell you that you've got your head in the sand. And more importantly, more importantly, the youngsters, the college kids, the thing. I'm telling you again, the college athletes, the numbers, it's, it's not even, it's, it's, it's not even, it's infinitesimal. Not of people being affected at that point at the college athlete level. So I get it. If you're, but we get the only solution would be no one's allowed to leave their house. And by the way, other countries have tried that and it hasn't worked. Other, con- other countries have mandated masks every day, and it hasn't worked for them either. By the way, I'm in support of the mask thing. I'm in support of the mask thing. I would be fine if they said today, everyone wear a mask in public till January 1st. You're out in public, wear a mask. I'd be fine with that. I'd be absolutely fine with that. I don't think it's a political issue. I don't think it's anything. Tell me that we're going to do six weeks. We're going to do a month and a half where everybody wears a mask in public, and you must wear a mask in public. You, you have to at all times. I'm all for it. Let's try it. Why not? What the, it's not that big an inconvenience. It's something I don't enjoy. I got to tell you, I don't enjoy it. I'm a little claustrophobic, but I've learned to deal with it. I hardly, I hardly think twice about it that much anymore. So I'd be all fine with trying that. Try it for six weeks. See what it does. See what it does. Gary and Rocky Top joins us. Gary, how's the truck this morning, my brother? Hey, good morning, John Kincaid, and I'm glad you were able to be with your mom when she passed. That was that was great for that you. Was a, that was amazing. I was lucky, a lucky, lucky man to be able to do that. Hey, I, I called in to talk about negative Nelly. I've been waiting for the right time to do this, and you opened the door for it today. It seems to me, maybe I'm naive, John, but it seems to me if I made my living covering sports, I would spend at least 50% of my time promoting it, celebrating it, encouraging people to go and enjoy the game day experience. 50? Like 50% of your time yeah, you'd at spend? Least, at, at least. Sometimes you're, you have to talk about something negative, but at least 50. I'd be shooting for 95, I guess. But, but I got a choice every time I tune into sports media. I can either pick someone that, that does what you do, or I can pick a negative Nelly who comes on sports every day and tries to tear down sports. They're always tearing down an individual, a player, a coach, a league, a, a conference, or whatever. And that's what they seem to enjoy doing, trying to tear down sports. And do that about 99% of the time. So that's how I pick and choose who I, I pay attention to. All right. And damn it, I got up early to listen to you. I would not do that for a whole lot of other people. I love that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I, I don't understand it. It'd be like, Anthony, you and I, you don't know this shit. You and I are opening up steakhouses. Nice. We're going to open up John and Anthony's Steakhouse. I get top billing because I'm putting most of the money up. So it's, John, so it's John and Anthony's Steakhouse. Now I'm expecting you to do a lot of the work. 
Okay, I'm going to put up the money. I'm expecting you to do a lot of the work, much like around this show. (laughs) And then we're going to open up these steakhouses because, you know, people listen to this show. So we're going to be able to promote our steakhouses in all these big markets where we do the show every week. So this is going to be great. But I'm going to spend 30, 40 percent of my time every week on this show telling people that if you eat red meat, you might end up with health issues. John, you're going to kill our business, John. It's amazing, isn't it? It's so simplistic. Yet we have those in the sports media who have literally embraced that role. Okay, we've got an industry based on X. So what do we do each week? We tear down X. We're going to tear it down. Makes no freaking sense. Makes no sense. And college football writers say, I just got to tell you, this week sucked. Just want to tell you, this week really sucked. No, it didn't. This week was freaking great yesterday. It was great. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'm sorry that you think it sucked. I thought it was great. And you know what? I bet the people who were watching on television and the people who did get to attend, they thought it was great, too. Knowledgeable, passionate, and a beautiful head of hair. He's John Kincaid, and he's only on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, my hair is just, it's luscious. It's like my luscious locks. Which, Anthony, I did text you to brag about my luscious locks. Glad we kept the segment going. Yeah, thanks to me. Because now I'm at 33% on the season. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's, I heard that there was, uh, the other night uh, I saw one of the, I think David Muir was talking about it. He goes like, there's a rising homeless crisis due to the coronavirus pandemic. I said, no, it's due to my luscious locks. It's due to my picks. 9 and 18, though. I've gotten it back to 33%, and I told you, you know I'm going to push to make this a winning season. I just do this every year. I bury myself, and then I dig right out of it. So stick around for that later on in the show. little Elton John action. Elton used to, uh, he had a place right on Peachtree Street. And one of my buddies, uh, when I was employed here in Atlanta, uh, he used to be the valet at Elton John's apartment complex, his condo. And he used to sometimes get to deliver his, uh, like his groceries right up to his room. How about that? Unbelievable. Mark in Las Vegas joins us. Mark, you're either up early or up late. Which is it? Actually, I woke up and turned the radio on and I listened to your opening monologue and you gained a huge fan here. I really appreciated your uh, pushback. And it's gotten to the past. You made one really good point that it's gotten to only, the point Only one? <laughs> good, I'm glad I made one. Well, one that, one that <laughs> struck with me was the fact that you uh, mentioned the word facts. I mean, you can't even turn the news on because you're getting just opinions. And it's gotten to the point where only their opinions matter. And it's everybody. And, you, and it's everybody. Yeah, it's exactly, not political. Exactly. I, I had a gentleman oh, exactly. sending me. Yes. I had a gentleman sending me a tweet going, "Your political slant is showing." I'm like, "What political slant? If you're what, believing, yeah, exactly. if you're believing, if you're believing any media, <laughs> if you're if you're falling for what they're telling you, you're mm-hmm. part of the problem." You're a moron. And guess hey, you're what? A moron. 
the the bigger moron is the person who thinks their media outlet is the one that's telling them the truth. It's those other guys that are really bad. All right, how's Vegas, by the way? Is Vegas, is it still, uh, because I was there in July. We went in July. Pride drove the Washington Post crazy. Uh, We were there in July, and uh, it was great. We had a great time. I didn't like wearing the mask around. It made me a little, like, but... It was okay. It was okay. It's a, it's you know, a moment in that's time. The, that's the interesting point that you also brought up about the mask. We've been wearing masks since I think I guess May or April, and right. all of a sudden our cases are spiking. Yes. And I was I was fortunate enough to where I got to go back to work on the 27th of July, and there's about 25 people in our office. And we all wear the protocol when we get up yes. to your desk. You wear your mask, but nobody's gotten sick in close to four months. So I, I really don't know, you know, what, what is the actual truth of what's happening here. Well, I hope, if you, hope you stay I'm healthy. I hope you stay healthy, and I appreciate you checking in. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. It is. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy town. Uh, there are a few showdowns in the NFL that get my interest this week. Got to tell you. I don't think the schedule's that great. Bill's Cardinals is one that truly interests me because of the fact maybe that I had been one of those people to buy into the Buffalo Bills before the year began. I was one of those people telling you that the Bills were going to the Super Bowl. And yeah, I've started to doubt myself a little bit, but at 7-2, and two, if the Bills can find a way to win on the road in the desert against the Cardinals today, now that gets my interest. It's one of those affirmation games. I guess it's one where I'll believe in Buffalo more if I see them win a game like that, even though they're 7-2. and two. I just don't know what I'm going to learn about them playing in the AFC East, which is lame town USA. Seahawks and the Rams, I'm very interested in that one. Seahawks down some running backs. So I don't know how that's going to go with the Rams, but I don't know what Rams team shows up anymore. And that's something that Sean McVay, I think, needs to figure out. Can he get any level of consistency out of his team so we can try to figure out what the Rams are? Because we know the Rams are uber-talented. But can they execute? When, when, can they execute this week and then next week and then next week and put together a consistent run? Plus, the Bears on Monday Night Football. Bears appear on the brink of disaster. Matt Nagy having to give up play calling. Uh, you know, and that's not a good thing when you're an offensive coach. He seems to be on shaky stool right there. The, the legs of the stool are shaking a little bit. But uh, I love the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, a little, little hint, little hint. James Franklin. This morning, I understand he's standing outside of a state college Kinko's. Trying to get his resume updated and and printed, get copies of that. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh is probably doing the same. How can Michigan and Penn State suck so bad? They stink! Yeah, they do. Okay, excuse me. I don't mean to do the Joker laugh. Because I do save that for special occasions. <laughs> Delicious. That Cesar Romero with the best, that is the best comedic laugh ever. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> delicious. Delicious. Yes, it is delicious. Watching Penn State <laughs> drop to 0 4. Oh, man. Tons of self inflicted wounds. Oh, my gosh. James Franklin who, if you don't know, James Franklin ditched out at Vanderbilt. Did a fine job at Vanderbilt for the most part, too, but ditched out in the midst of a brewing scandal. 
but found his way out the back door, much like Pete Carroll did when he went to the NFL and he left the house at USC burning. You know, there's a, Pete Carroll didn't even wait to grab possessions. He just took his wallet and keys, snuck out the back door, and then saw the fallout of the, of the cheating that happened under his watch be left for someone else to mop up and clean up. But Michigan and Penn State, embarrassing. embarrassing, they stink! Embarrassing for the Big Ten that those are Penn State, Michigan, would have been two of the top contenders, them and Wisconsin, that anybody would bring up when you're talking about the Big Ten when you start the discussion with the logical and only logical answer, who's the best team in the Big Ten? It's Ohio State. Period. Stop, set, breathe, then talk about it. Now, I didn't see Indiana coming out of nowhere. But I must tell you this. I watched Indiana yesterday. I watched more Indiana football consecutively yesterday than I have ever seen in my entire life. And here's what I'm, uh, here's what I'm here to tell you. I was really entertained. Big Ten football, to me, and I've told you this before, I think most weekends the Big Ten Network should broadcast in black and white. The games are not sexy. They're not sleek. They're not fast. Still good football, but it's not sexy, sleek, fast. doesn't look like an NFL game. looks like an NFL game being played in slow motion. But watching Indiana, wow, what is going on with Indiana? It's impressive. Mike in Chicago joins us. Mike, you're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you this morning, buddy? Hey, John. How you doing, man? I'm doing um, well, buddy. What's going on? Hey, um, do you think, okay, I can tell you, I listen to, you know, CBS and the other network you worked for in the Chicago area. Do you think that this is going to end, Nagy, if they do well or if they don't do well? Because I can tell you here, there's so much pushback against him. But, uh, you know, he never takes his head out of, uh, you know, the play sheet. And I don't know what he's good for if he's not calling plays. And, you know, he has horrible clock management. I think three times this year we've called a timeout to avoid a delay a game and came back and got a delay a game. Oh, that's you know, terrible. I mean, that, I mean, isn't that malpractice? So well, coaching? here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, Bears are what, five and three? Five and three. Okay. Yeah, five and four. Bears go uh, five and four. Bears go ten and six. What are the odds of that? He's not going anywhere. Well, they Bears have to beat go, the Texans and Jaguars, and uh, uh, I would assume Green Bay once. Right. I would say you're going to win. I don't know that you're beating Green Bay once. I don't know that you're going to put enough points I on the board. No. I so, say no. So I got to say, look, if, if they get to here's the problem with this year, and this would be for Bears fans if you want Matt Nagy gone. Uh, if they win, if they go nine and seven. There's an extra playoff team this year and maybe a second extra playoff team. Right. So and that, let me they're going to be in the – and if they're in the playoffs, they're not firing him. No, no. Nine and seven, ten and six, he's not getting fired no matter what. And then one last thing. I really don't even know so much that it's him because if you just – and this is real quick. If you look back the last seven drafts, the Bears have drafted eight offensive linemen in seven drafts, five of which were Ryan Pace. And four of those eight picks were seventh rounders. They hit on Cody Whitehair, apparently. He looks to be at least solid. And hopefully he plays Monday night. I think he is the center. But that's the problem. We have well, if no you talk about, wait a minute, you just talked about malpractice with me. That's malpractice. Right. That's what I'm if saying. You, you if you've ignored. The, but that's. Yeah, you got to cut the head off the snake, you know. And that's over <laughs> two GMs, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean. <laughs> 
that's moldable. So, I mean, you got a problem there. And I thank you for your call. And good luck to Chicago. Nikki Foles is there. And you know I love Nick Foles. And little Nikki Foles is just absolutely awesome. Our puppy, Nikki Foles. She's having a great year. I don't understand why everybody's – every time I hear people being critical of Nick Foles, it bothers me because I'm like, please, let's not do that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it just bothers me. Don't want to see any of that. Uh, have the uh, – how are the streets, Anthony? Because I understand that you're getting new restrictions put in your way tomorrow or maybe there already are new restrictions up there in New York. Cause we, we have are, curfews uh, now on the restaurants and the gymnasiums, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. they got to be shut down. Okay, so wait a minute. So at 10 o'clock at night, is that when the virus really just really starts to spread? Apparently. So at 8 o'clock – you can go to these places. But at 10 o'clock, it's like, what, do they stop wiping things down with Clorox? It, it, what, Get what, out. You got to leave. Is it for extra? Is that for the only logic would be they want extra. They want it to be extra cleaning time or something. Is that what it's? What's the logic behind that? Extra cleaning time. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What, what is the reasoning for that? Get people off the streets. It's a uh, by the way. If you're going to large public gatherings that are impromptu, like in the streets, no matter what your reasoning is, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Don't listen to the Washington Post. It's not you and four of your buddies getting together to watch the Clemson game. Or you and another couple having a small dinner party. You aren't part of the problem. It's what they refuse to call out is part of the problem. That's the problem. We've got a lot coming up. We've got three hours to go, and I'm looking forward to all of it. There is an argument that is being made in the world of sports right now that absolutely makes no sense. And yes, I have harped on this before, but I've done the research, given you the numbers, because I promised you I would do this as homework this week. And I've got it for you. Plus, someone needs to sedate this guy very quickly. I mean, he needs help. He's, he's been back for five minutes and he already needs sedation. The second hour of the John Kincaid Show. Fireworks to come. Don't turn the dial from CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.